Chapter Five of Pursuit by Lester Del Rey. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. It was growing dark as he walked down Sixty Sixth, eyeing every man suspiciously, and knowing his suspicions would do no good. He was still trying to think, though he knew his thoughts were as useless as his suspicions. If he could remember. His mind came up sharply against leaving Irma and taking out the mail. Then it went abruptly blank. What had been in the letter? It had been from a professor. It might have been from Professor Meinzer. That would tie in neatly. But Meinzer was dead, and he couldn't remember. They'd stripped him of his memory. How? Why? Were they trying to prevent his getting information to others? Or were they trying to get something from him? What could he know? He dabbled with ESP mathematically, but now he found himself wondering if it could exist. Could they be tracking him by some natural or mechanical ability to read his mind? He strained his own mind to find a whisper of foreign thought outside his brain. He drew a blank, of course, as he'd expected. There were no answers. They could play with him like a cat juggling a mouse, letting him almost learn something, and then, always, they arrived just in time to prevent his success. Put a rat in a maze where it can't learn the path, and it goes insane. But what good would he be to anyone if they drove him insane? And why bother with all that when they could silence him as well by killing him? He'd forgotten to watch, and it was surprising to find his feet on the steps of the apartment building. He jerked back and bumped into someone. Sorry, the words came from behind him automatically, and he turned to see a slim young man stepping aside. For a second, their eyes met squarely. A row of teeth flashed in a brief smile as the man started around him. Guess I was thinking I should have watched where I was going. The man went on down the street and turned in at a restaurant entrance. Hawks lifted a foot that weighed a ton and slowly closed his mouth. He'd been facing away from the streetlight, and his face might have been hard to see. Yet it didn't fit. The young man must have known him. He blanked it from his mind. He couldn't believe that it was anything but lack of recognition. It was hard to see here where the other was facing the light and he was in the shadow. But it still meant that they were waiting, nearby. He dashed up the stairs, expecting a rush at both landings. The normal sounds of the apartment house went on. He listened at his door, but he could hear nothing except the same drip that he had heard before. Slowly, he inserted the key and went in. The small bulb was still on. He crept along, trying to move silently on the floor that insisted on creaking. The living room was as he had left it, and he caught sight of Ellen on the bed. He spotted a mirror over one of the dressers and used it to study more of the bedroom. It seemed as empty as before. Finally he stepped inside. There was no one there but Ellen, and she seemed to be asleep, doubled up in a position that might have made the unkind cords easier to stand. She moaned slightly as he untied her gently. But didn't awaken her breathing was regular and her breath had an odd muskiness of someone who had slept 
for several hours he found a bottle of liquor on the shelf where she had put it and rinsed out a couple of glasses it was good liquor good enough to take without mixers as they'd have to do she came awake when he called her rubbing her eyes and then her wrists where the cords had left a mark but she was smiling hi will i knew you'd come back hey not on an empty stomach you need it and so do i he told her bottoms up they were big glasses she gasped over it but she downed it and then reached for the water he had brought as a chaser she swallowed and blinked tears out of her eyes i don't usually drink he made no comment but refilled the glass the liquor had less effect on him than he'd expected though he'd always had a good head for it it took some of the edge off his worrying though she giggled suddenly and he frowned she couldn't take much on an empty stomach it seemed then he shrugged let her drink maybe if he could get her drunk he could find something out at least he might learn whether the slim young man had been there during the day like when you found your dad's cider she said and giggled again you got awful hoop, awful drunk will didn't you you were so funny she was trying to be careful with her words already she slid around doing things that brought more honestly beautiful thigh into the light than will had seen in ten years he reached to adjust her dress and she giggled again sliding against him you kissed me then willie remember bet you don't remember he began it coldly deliberately if he could work on her emotions enough he'd crack the wall of evasion and lies somehow he reached for her calculating what would arouse her without causing any shock to bring her back to her senses he hadn't counted on the quickness of her response nor the complete acceptance of his right with which she took it liquor had reduced her to the stage of a little girl who completely trusted her companion she seemed as unconscious of her body as a child might be instead of protesting she reached down and began unfastening the buttons on her dress it's your turn now willie put you to bed last night you put me to bed tonight then you're gonna kiss me good night nighty 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 night he felt like a heel at first then he began to feel like a man any man around a beautiful girl half undressed and getting more so she slipped under the sheets tossing out the last of her clothing and crooning happily gonna kiss me good night willie nighty night he yanked the pull cord savagely cutting off the light and fumbling in the darkness after what seemed hours of awkwardness he slid in beside her feeling her arms go around him in complete acceptance to hell with them they could chase him some other time he pulled her to him while his blood beat in his neck and he began to lose any conscious volition of what he was doing he drew her tighter while a great clot of emotion set fire to his brain he cold beyond anything he had known bit at him a tremendous pressure within him seemed about to force him to explode outward and the shock jerked him into full awareness in a split second he'd swung his eyes from the great jagged landscape on which he stood up an impossible range of mountains that were all harsh blacks and cold whites to the cold black sky 
in which the stars were blazing specks without a flicker he saw the earth above him bigger than the moon had ever been and with the dim outlines of continents showing through the soft stuff that must be clouds he was on the moon and naked without air almost at once something clapped down around him and the pressure let up while heat seemed to leap into the rocks under his feet and make them comfortable he gulped down the air that somehow seemed to stay close to him instead of evaporating into the vacuum the moon now they had him fear blazed in him a stark unreasoning terror that was like a physical thing run but you can't run they've got you you can't escape the light blotted out and then snapped on more strongly he stood in the kitchen of the cold water apartment still naked with bits of chalky dust between his toes he had no time for reason his brain seemed to have jumped over a hurdle and come down in a puddle beyond foul with the stuff it had found there he heard ellen shriek and then cry out again he lurched into the bedroom while she let out another gurgling cry as the light showed him in the doorway she came out of the bed leaping for him calling his name cold sober but he wanted none of her act he shook her off you damn alien you filthy monster disguised as a girl when you get in a spot where i'm sure to find you out you have a cute trick up your sleeves but it won't work you can send me back there back to the rest of your kind from wherever they came but you won't fool me into thinking you're human again you can't pass one test he wouldn't be fooled into thinking it was a dream either he had been physically on the moon the very dust on his feet proved that they might drive him insane but they wouldn't do it that way she was crying now gasping out words that he only half heard i'm human will oh i'm human then prove it come in here and prove it she cried again at that and he pulled her down with him but slowly her crying quieted he awoke slowly with the sunlight streaming in the windows and reached for her he owed her more apologies than one though he wasn't too sorry about most of it she had proven herself human and virginally so her complete surrender still left something warm inside him where only the madness and the fear had been before then he jerked upright as he found her gone he cursed himself for a fool and listened for a stir and bustle from the kitchen but there was none he was getting used to dressing with a feeling of dire pressure driving him on he finished rapidly and yanked the bedroom door open just as he heard the outer lock click she was coming in with a bottle of cream and a package of sausages as he reached the kitchen and there was a smile tucked into the corner of her mouth and this time he knew she wouldn't have betrayed him yet the fear increased in him he darted past her as she leaned to kiss him heading for the door the room seemed to quiver the hall was filled with a faint golden haze he had to get out he jerked backwards caught her hand and pulled her ellen we've got to get out it was a half-articulated shout and she resisted but he began dragging her after him something fumbled at the lock and the key slipped into it the door opened 
Hawks didn't know what kind of alien he expected. He knew that men could never have thrown him to the moon and back, not in another thousand years. It had to be a monster. But he should have known that monsters here came in human form. They have to. The fear rose to a shriek in his brain, and then died down as a human form entered. It was too normal, too familiar. A medium-sized man, dressed in a suit as inconspicuous as his own, wearing a silly little mustache that no outland monster should ever wear. The creature jumped in, slammed the door behind it. Stay there. You can't risk it outside now. We've got to... Hawks hit the figure with his shoulder in the best football fashion he could muster. It could try, but it couldn't keep him and Ellen here to be burned in their heat-ray bath or treated to whatever alien tortures they had in mind. He felt his shoulder hit, and he knew he'd missed. It was an arm that he struck against, and the arm brought him upright, while a second arm drew back and came forward with a savage right to his jaw. He went out with a dull plopping sound in his brain. Then, slowly, with an ache came out of the blackness, and the beginning of sound. He was fighting out of the unconsciousness, fighting against time and the monster who tried to steal Ellen. But Ellen's hands were on his head, and an ice-cold towel was wet against his forehead. Will! Will! He groaned and sat up. The other, alien or human, was gone. Where? he began. She was trying to help him to his feet, and he got up groggily, with his head beginning to clear. He just ran out, Will, Ellen was crying, this time almost silently, with the words coming out between shakes of her shoulders. Will, we've got to get out. We've got to. The men are coming for you. They'll be here any minute. And it's wrong. It won't work. Oh, Will, hurry. Men? Men are coming? He'd almost forgotten that it could be men who were after him. I called them, Will. I thought I had to, but it won't work. We'll do anything you like, but get out. They are fools. They... He opened the door and peered out the doorway into the hall, which seemed quiet. He'd been a fool again. He'd trusted her for some reason, as if a body and loyalty had to go together. They'd been smart, picking a virgin for the job. It must have cost them plenty unless they twisted her mind somehow maybe they could do it but he knew that whatever they looked like it couldn't be real men who'd meet him out there why he asked and was surprised at the flatness of his voice she shook her head because i'm a fool will because i thought they could help you until he came and besides i'm still in love with you even if you've forgotten me but the fear inside him was drowning out her words, and the golden haze was faint in the air again. Okay, he said finally. Okay, don't burn her too, now that she's done your dirty work. I'm coming. The haze disappeared slowly, and he started down the stairs, still holding her hand. End of chapter 5 of Pursuit by Lester Del Rey